Great friends from the epicenter of sports in Southern California, L.A. This is Scott Kaplan on 710 ESPN. Yeah, but I'm broadcasting at the southernmost tip, man. The southernmost tip of the mega market. Southernmost tip of Los Angeles. It's called San Diego. You're like, what? What do you mean? Dude, now wherever I'm around the, the country, people are like, where are you from? I'm like, L.A. They're like, where in L.A.? I'm like, San Diego. They're like, what do you mean? Well, that's what happened. You know, when, 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 when the NFL converged on L.A. and L.A. was just the centerpiece at that point, so yeah, southernmost part. Well, anyway, we'll talk more about that coming up later on. But Boog Shambi, who is the voice of baseball on ESPN Radio, is about to join us via the Shell Pennzoil Performance Line. This guy's been busy, dude. He's been busy calling Korean baseball games, hopefully getting ready to call Major League Baseball games. Here is Boog Shambi on with Scott Kaplan on 710 ESPN. Hey, Boog. Cap, what's happening, brother? How are how you doing, man? You good? Yeah, you know, just getting ready for the possibility of uh, a major league season and, uh, and you know, getting ready to call some Korean baseball tomorrow. Before you talk to me about these issues, may I ask you, because I have not, and so I may be the only person in America who hasn't, have you seen Hamilton yet? I have. Reaction, feedback. I have. I- Oh, it was good. I liked it. I get it. It was good. Okay, not great. It's not, not... It's, 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 I mean, I, I, I don't have anything to, to pick at with it. I, I wouldn't say Broadway is my thing. I love music. I appreciated it. It was, I mean, if I'm going to go see a Broadway play, I would say Hamilton's one of the better ones i've seen um why what do you got not a fan no i can't wait to see it it's just that i haven't been able to carve out the three hours yet and i wasn't sure how to find disney plus and then i wasn't sure if i had disney plus and then i realized i did have disney plus because i tried to find star wars on disney plus but i couldn't find the original star wars because i didn't know the name of it and so now i got to go back and try and find it you know it's just hard for me that's all i yeah well you're you're not getting any younger buddy And I think of myself as somewhat tech savvy, believe it or not. But anyway, I want to tell you that before I got on the air today, I was chatting with our longtime friend and colleague, George Sedano. Yeah. George asked me to pass along a message to you. So I want to do this in advance of of asking you some baseball questions. Here's what he said. And I wrote it down. I can't even read my own handwriting. Sedano says, Kirkshin told him he's not. He's not sticky mean. Does that make sense sneaky to you? Mean. Sneaky, sneaky mean. mean. I can't. I said yeah. I couldn't read my own handwriting. Gosh, I just screwed the whole it's thing okay. up because I can't read sneaky my handwriting. Sneaky mean's funnier, actually, Ted. Yeah. Uh, so, well, Sonato said into a debate. He said he, we were on the air, and he was like, "Tim Kirchin, nicest guy on the planet." And I was like, "Eh." He's like, "Wait, what?" And then, like, I'm sending him, you know, text screen grabs of like. Tim Kirchin sending me, how are you doing? I miss you. By the way, you suck. Oh. Like, you know, that Tim, Timmy will, will hit below the belt sometimes. So I was just keeping it real. I'm just, you know, I, it's, it's every once in a while, you know, you got to let people know that there are sneaky jerks out there. Sneaky mean is good. I like that. Sneaky mean. I'm going to yeah. use that. Yep. Boog Shambi is here. He is the voice of baseball on ESPN radio. This is Scott Kaplan on 710 ESPN. So, Jump right into this for me. How is it that you are broadcasting these Korean baseball games? Can you describe it? And the reason I'm asking is because I'm curious to know what's going to happen when you start calling Major League Baseball games. This must be a great warm-up for you. 
I think great warm-up would be um, probably a little aggressive in <laughs> how I've experienced it. Um, I would say uh, it's like log rolling for three and a half hours, and every once in a while they throw me some chainsaws to juggle, and I'm just trying to not fall in and uh, not have my arm cut off. It's just, I mean, no, it's it's hard. It's You know, we found out we were doing the games a week before the season started. So now you're going to work. It's a 10-team league. And technologically, we don't have a single thing that the fan at home doesn't have. I'm calling the game off of a Zoom feed of a Korean broadcast. We control no cameras. So if I'm talking with Eduardo Perez, who is in Miami, um, and we start talking about the manager of the Kia Tigers, Matt Williams, and they want to roll in, four replays of a defensive catch from two innings before. We don't know what's coming or how long it's going to last. Um, I've had it happen twice or three times where 10 minutes before the first pitch, somebody has called me up and said, okay, so the game you were going to do got rained out. You're going to do a different game now. So it's, uh, yeah, it's just, it's a lot. It's a lot. I, you know, there have been fun, fun moments. You know, the stands are empty there. They do have cheer squads, so there's noise in the ballpark. And you learn the players, and there are some really good players, and you're getting to watch baseball. It's also Eastern time. You know, like tonight, I will go to bed at 10 o'clock and get up at 2.30 in the morning. Probably 2.30 or 3 in the morning, my time, to do a 5.25 first pitch. So wait, um, there, there's 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 baseball games that are being televised. In, this is all before I wake up, and it's before first take, and it's before all the other morning shows on ESPN. That's correct. We're we're actually on before get up, but sometimes our games are go long. We had a four hour and twenty minute game, so we were having a field day. We just kept promoting get up, only we kept changing the name. It's like. After our game, it's we know you've been up for a while on hit snooze <laughs> with Mike Greenberg. You know, like so that's that's, uh, that's, that's great. We're talking to Boog Shambi from ESPN's Major League Baseball coverage. And so what what happens now? You've been doing all this Korean baseball. You've learned probably yeah. incredible pronunciations of players' names that you likely never knew about. I'm just guessing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. and, and how do you now, or or what is the what is going to happen now for you, a baseball broadcaster, when Major League Baseball comes back? I ask because I know for me, with Monday Night Football, I've already been told, like, look, the NFL is not going to let reporters nearby. It's just not going to happen this year. What, what? How will you broadcast Major League Baseball games? Well, I will do the beginning part of the season. I'll do my Saturdays and Sundays on the radio from Bristol, and I'll do my TV games from Bristol, and then eventually I'll do both from my apartment. Um, so that's that's how it's going to look. I, I don't think I'll, the, I think there's an outside chance for you know I do a TV game a week, sometimes two, and two radio games a week, and I. I don't think there's a chance that I see the inside of a ballpark this year with the possible exception of the playoffs, and even that I would say probably not. Boog, you're saying that eventually you will be sitting in your home watching a That's feed of a... Korean games. Wait, you're, are you at home watching the Korean games? 
Yes. So you're gonna you're at home, you're yes. watching the feed. You're yes. not in some studio in Bristol. You're just at home no. watching the feed, yes. and we, the viewer, right. which who are most of us yes. are sleeping respectfully, of course, but <laughs> you are watching and calling the game from your apartment. That's correct. You like that at all? Do I like it? Yeah. Uh, no. Not no. at all. At all. No. It, it, it like I like my job. I like the connection. I like getting to interact with the players, with the managers, the general managers. I like seeing the people that I work with. I like being in the ballpark, the energy from the ballpark. No, I don't like it. Absolutely what if you not. what if you were doing talk radio? Would you would you like having a studio in your home? I, I mean, that I did. I did a talk show back to Miami from my apartment in New York City in 05 and 06 and some of 07. So 100% I would be in on that. Yeah, I, I got to say, like for me, I always had this weird dream that I was going yeah. to eventually build a studio in my house and never have to leave. And this is pre-quarantine, right. pre-COVID, everything. And I did yeah. it last yeah. October, and it has worked out like yeah. a charm. Little did I know. I mean, it was just yep. pure dumb luck. But um, yeah. yeah, I know. Like when I when I think about the NFL season and the desire to be there for a Monday night football game, to get into that new stadium in LA, the new stadium in Las Vegas, to be there for an electric game in Seattle. You know, the 49ers and the Seahawks are going to play, and and I love being there. There's nothing that replaces that energy. But I mean, I've already yeah. been told, dude, forget it this year. Yeah. Boog, yeah, let no me get. It's it, it's been a funny one, but that's. I mean, that's, that's where it is. It's, it's going to be a little while, man. Give me your opinion on the Dodgers because you've already seen David Price opt out. You've got some, right. some guys who are important players on this Dodger team, closer, reliever, starting second baseman, you know, potential starting outfielder DH. I mean, you've got guys who haven't shown up yet, which leads to a lot of questions like what do they got? And then you hear from people saying, yeah. we can't tell you. What do you make of the Dodgers in the short season? Oh, I don't think I, you know. I, look, I, I keep I keep addressing this one. If I was in your shoes, I would ask the same question because it's so unique that there's 60 games. But when push comes to shove, you're really trying to get at like when teams are going to play well. My point is, if you're asking, like, we're, you're still asking me who the good teams are. The good teams are the Dodgers and the Yankees. So if they played 30 games. I would pick the Dodgers against the Yankees. They played 162. I'd pick the Dodgers and the Yankees. They're playing 60. I'll pick the Dodgers and the Yankees. I think they're the two best teams. So the 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 shortened season is not is not at issue for you. It's still they're still the best teams. They've got well, the I best. Don't know. How do you do that one? Like how do you figure out like what? How do you figure out like again? Like I said, you're basically saying. That if you're if you're answering it, you're saying you think you have some idea as to what team's going to get off to a good start. All I'm going to tell you is who I think the best teams are. You know what I mean? Yeah. I understand why you're asking it. I'm just saying I can't. I don't know. You know, maybe the Dodgers will get off to a slow start. It's different for sure. The Mariners last year started 13 and two, and then went bye bye. If the Mariners start 13 and two this year, or any team starts 13 and two this year. You set yourself up to contend for the entire season. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's what's so interesting about it. And, you know, I was talking to David Wells yeah, about right. this earlier, and Boomer was like, dude, 60-game season doesn't count. A baseball season is 162 games. I know why they want to play. I would go back and play. 
but I don't think it really counts. What do you have an opinion on that? What do you mean count? Well, I mean, does it oh, does, does it does it feel like you know the World Series champ had to go through this the marathon not, to win the World is, Series? Let me tell you. I'll tell you this right now. The, go ahead. You tell me. It's a silly. It's a silly idea because if David Wells struck somebody out for the final out of the 2020 World Series, he would feel no different than (laughs) any of the other world championships that he won at that moment. And Dodger fans, if they win this year, at the moment the final out is recorded, will feel no different than when they won in 88. They will be excited. How will history look at it? Yeah, they'll look at it differently. In the same way, who's hit the most homers in the history of the game? Barry Bonds. That's right. And then what's the next sentence? We don't need an asterisk in the same way we don't need anything. We don't need to take the trophy away from the Astros. Sorry, Dodger fans. But, like, we know what happened. It, it's And in this instance, my personal opinion, the only thing I really beefed with is if there are 60 games, this sport is normally such a marathon, they should have turned the postseason into a free-for-all as well. I would have liked to have not only this year. But for this year, I would have made it unique. And if you're playing 60 games, then take the postseason and put 16 teams in there or something, 20 teams in there, turn it into this free-for-all of a tournament, and really make it so that it is this memorable thing. That's my take. I love it. Boog Shambi, it is. The team, that, the team that wins gets the trophy. They keep the trophy. They keep it. Yeah, they don't even take it away from you when they've proven that you've cheated. So, yes, I'm with you on that. I get it. Boog, it is great to talk to you. Thank you very much. Um, get a good afternoon worth of sleep so that you can call <laughs> Korean baseball really early in the morning. Well, why don't you why don't you get up? Kat? Okay, you okay, I'm gonna watch or maybe gonna, like record it or something. No, I'm gonna do it. I'm actually gonna wake up. So, what time do you go on no. the air, East Coast time? Five twenty-five. Okay. All right. That's two twenty-five west. I'm setting my alarm right now. I will be watching. Well, just get up. Give me give me ten minutes. If no, you, done. I'll tell you this. If you get up and give me 10 minutes, yeah. I'll say hi to you. Wait a second. Hold on a second. Hold on a second here. 2.25 a.m. Pacific time. If I'm up yeah. and I text you, yeah. you're going to yeah. send a shout-out on ESPN to me, but I want yeah. you to include yeah. 710 ESPN. I want you to say, my boy, Scott Kaplan, 710 ESPN yeah. LA. He's up. He's yeah. watching. Just I, – I, I will – First pitch, so I got to do the open. Just let me do the open, you know? Okay. Okay. So at 5.30 is first pitch. Okay, I'm going to be, Eastern not time. only am I going to be doing it, I'm going to be recording it, I'm going to be playing it on the air tomorrow. Boog, it is great to be with you. Thank you. Enjoy Thank Korean you, baseball. See you, brother. Much love. Boog Shambi, giving the straight talk, brought to you by Straight Talk Wireless. No contract, no compromise. Listen, ESPN Radio is being presented by Progressive Insurance And also, I should mention to you that with thousands of locally owned Napa stores around the nation, chances are that whatever you call home, they do too, or wherever you call home. So whether you stop by a local Napa Auto Parts store, Napa Auto Parts Care Center, or visit Napa online, you can count on Napa know-how. I like to do that. feels good. It's one of those things that you just know. Napa know-how. And then I just get better. You know, I just get better as I sing Napa know-how. Hey, coming up, Stephen A. Smith is coming on tomorrow's show. But this morning, he talked about his disagreement with Stephen Jackson on first take. I want to jump into why Stephen A. decided to disagree with Stephen J. I'm going to get to that coming up. This is Scott Kaplan on 710 ESPN. Great friend, Scott Kaplan on 710 ESPN. 
Glad we're all hanging out together for these two weeks. Ten-day contract. We're into day three. Show is being brought to you by Barbasol Shaving Cream, available in five fantastic flavors, baby. To customize your close shaves. To customize your close shave. You're looking good, America. You're shaving with Barbasol Shaving Cream. So I'm just um, having an email exchange with Stephen A. Smith. Don't I sound like a cool name dropper? Yes, I do, right? So we're, we're kind of going back and forth about what time Stephen A. wants to come on tomorrow. And I, I got to say that I'm, I'm, I'm pretty excited to have Stephen A. on the air. I, haven't, uh, I think the last time I ran into him was, and I mentioned this earlier, a Cowboys-Rams playoff game in the Coliseum on a Saturday night. It was just completely electric. It was not quite the Rams and the Chiefs game. Um, from what was that two seasons ago, but it was, it was, it was a night that was very comparable to being there. I mean, that might've been the greatest NFL regular season game that I ever attended was the Rams and the chiefs. The night that the NFL decided to tell everybody, Hey, we can't play in Mexico, but we got to get back up to LA because we all knew what was going on the wildfires and the league really wanted to leverage that. But saw Stephen a that night. It's been, it's been a while and we've been going back and forth. I want to get him on tomorrow and here's why. Variety of, of topics, whether it's, you know, the NBA, the restart and, and, you know, his predictions for the Lakers or the Clippers. But this morning, I don't know if you guys saw it, Bergman. I don't know if you, you caught ESPN's first take this morning. You, you watch that show at all? Uh, no, I was not awake for it. I go back with Stephen no, A and awake. I go back with Max. And I, 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 so I watch those guys and I like those guys and I, and I love the, the back and forth of the show. So when it's on, I mean, I'm, I'm kind of tuning in to see what it is that they are arguing about. What are they disagreeing about? What are they debating? And those are things that sometimes I want to bring up as well. Like this morning, I thought Stephen A. Smith did a great job this morning of explaining his problem with Stephen Jackson doubling down on Deshaun Jackson's commentary and, and the, the, the Instagram messages that he sent. And look, I'll tell you this right now. Um, what bothers me more than anything today as an American, okay, is that we are very divided. We understand. We, everybody's got an opinion as to why that is. This is not necessarily a, a purely political rant. What I'm getting at is, is that I like to see people come together. You know, remember after 9-11 when all of America was like, hell yeah, dude, we're Americans. And when we were like, we're coming, dude, like you can't knock that down and, and not feel America. And now, I, in fact, I swear to you, I'm getting goosebumps thinking about it. But now we're divided, man. We are so divided. And I just, it bothers me because I want people to have the best opportunities to have the most equality. And, and that's just the mindset. Listen, I, I mentioned this earlier this week. I live in a very homogenized neighborhood. Okay. There are, there's not a lot of cultural diversity. Um, the diversity in the neighborhood I might live in is that there's some older folks over there and there's some younger folks with younger kids over here. And then you got the middle-aged people, but generally speaking, we're a pretty homogenized neighborhood. The world has changed. My neighbors have signs in front of their houses that say Black Lives Matter. And my kids say, where do we get one? We want one. Okay, the world is changing. The thing we need to all do together is have open, respectful dialogue intended to share cultural information with one another so that we all better get along. And what bothers me about Deshaun Jackson is, Look, if if you say the word Hitler, you are offending a whole bunch of people. 
They may not necessarily be your teammates unless you're playing with Julian Edelman. But seriously, you are offending a whole lot of people because Hitler is the H word. Because to people like myself, okay, um, we all talk about oppression. I got it. We should all be talking about it. And we all have to do our part. I've heard more than ever before. Hey, white America, you want to be a part of this? Come help. I do. I am here to help. But I will say this. Hate speech is so divisive and it's so bad. And, and when I, when, when Deshaun Watson puts something out, people are going to be offended. When Steven Jackson doubles down, people are going to be offended. And by the way, it'd be one thing if Steven Jackson had a whole bunch of things to say that were really interesting and historical and, and, um, factual, but instead he's just like, he's right. Yeah, he's, he's right. And he's just trying to educate himself, but you don't want me to be educated. It's like, no, dude, listen, um, for me, where I'm, you know, where, where I come from, and this is where I'm saying we got to have this open and honest dialogue. Where I come from, you say Hitler, I think six million Jews, my ancestors were were killed. So, bro, you got to understand. As much as I have to learn, Mister White Guy over here, hey, I didn't realize that there was a black national anthem. I'm sorry. Let me learn. Teach me. I'm open minded, but by the same token, when you use certain language. And then somebody doubles down on it. You got to understand this is this is back to Stephen A. And I'll, I'll end the rant with this. Stephen A. heard it right. If you are pushing the agenda and in Stephen Jackson's case, man, he was really he was close with George Floyd. This is personal for him, dude. It's it's hard. But you don't want to take away from the message by taking people in another direction. And what Deshaun Jackson did is he took people in another direction. And, you know, whether you're not Jewish and you're not offended or you are Jewish and you are offended, the, the bottom line is we were talking about Black Lives Matter. That's what we were talking about. And now we're talking about anti-Semitic comments and somebody doubling down. And Stephen A. said it really, really well. And we'll have this conversation tomorrow afternoon. You're taking away from the message that you're attempting to perpetuate. And I thought it was a really smart piece of commentary. And I will just tell you that uh, yesterday people were like, yo, man, why aren't you talking about this? I mean, this is right up your alley. And I know. And I'm trying to formulate because I think nowadays we are all much more sensitive than ever before. And I think I'm trying to be a lot more respectful than ever before. So look, let's have that conversation. Let's be open. Let's be honest with one another. But when you teach me, teach me, Black National Anthem, didn't know. Teach me the history of your grandfather not getting the same treatment as mine when they returned from World War II. Teach me. I'm open. Let's have these conversations. What is it like that I've never walked in your shoes and got pulled over by a cop and then all of a sudden I'm scared for my life? Teach me. But I'm going to teach you too. Dude, don't use the word Hitler. Okay? Just that you shouldn't do it. That's just my opinion. There you go. Uh, it is time for straight talk, and that was straight talk. And even though most live sports are on hold now, big wireless companies haven't stopped playing games. They're always trying to lock you into overpriced contracts. So with straight talk wireless, there are no contracts. It runs on America's best network, same as big carriers, for up to 50% less you're saving money. 45 bucks a month gets you unlimited plan with 25 gigs of high-speed data, then 2G. Look, you might miss sports, but don't play games, man. You're going to lose. Call uh, Straight Talk Wireless. No contracts, no compromise. Savings may vary. See terms and conditions and use this website, straighttalk.com, straighttalk.com. Okay, coming up. Bergman, by the way, did I make you uncomfortable with all that? No, that was very well said. 
Oh, why, thank you. Uh, coming up, this is where Bergman and Bronstein get to pick apart everything that I've done wrong, my lousy takes, or whatever else has happened. Let's see what they're going to pick apart today. This is Scott Kaplan on 710 ESPN. Great friends, Scott Kaplan on 710 ESPN. It's one of my favorite Chili Pepper songs. You know, I'm really into tribute bands now. I love going to places, well, this is back when you could go to places, and seeing tribute bands. You know, so like, for example, I love the Red Hot Chili Peppers, but there's a tribute band called the Red Not Chili Peppers. Or, for example, I love the Foo Fighters, but there's a tribute band called the Foos Fighters. And I love going to see tribute bands. I just, I'm like, all right, it's not Anthony Kiedis and it's not Flea, but it's another guy who kind of looks like him, and there's another guy standing there in his underwear playing the bass. I got it. So, I, I mean, listen, I love the real thing, but, dude, I also like the tribute bands. Okay. Did you ever Scott. see Led Zepp again? I have not. Have you ever yeah. seen Pearl Jammed? Pearl Jammed? No, that's a good one, though. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I love all these tribute bands. They, they wind up sounding just like them. They play all of the songs that you want to hear. They don't waste your time with like, hey, here's something from our new album that you've not heard. They just play the hits. That's I all like you it. want. I like it. I really do. Um, ESPN Radio is presented by Progressive Insurance. And all of our guests on ESPN Radio appear via the Shell Pennzoil performance line. Here comes Brawny and Bergman to tell me today, okay, smart guy, you screwed this up. Your takes are no good. Bergman, go at it. All right. As so honest, I want honesty. I want raw. I want candid. I want it's like don't 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 just walk on eggshells. Give it to me. No, no. I mean, you know that I'll, I'm happy to do that. But <laughs> if it embarrasses the hell out of me, just give it to me. No, I just want. This is just something I want to know. It's 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 basically every single segment, and I don't know if I fully understand it. Maybe it's something you've been doing for a long time. You start every segment and you say, "Great friends." Yeah. And I don't. I don't know what or where that's coming from. Who or what are it really these means. people? <laughs> Who are these people? Well, here's the thing. So, so let me just say this. So I'm, I'm totally flattered, almost borderline embarrassed, very frankly, when I hear this wonderful imaging that has been created where they say, you know, Southern California sports talk radio legend, Scott Cal. I'm like, oh my God, is that me? Are they talking about me? Really? So um, for years, dude, um, my audience, which, of course, most people realize that I was broadcasting from San Diego, but I had this 50,000-watt transmitter that I was able to reach Orange County, Los Angeles, uh, Ventura County, um, all the way north of Santa Barbara, etc. And so my audience became known as the great friends because I always, um, especially in the early days, this is all pre-Twitter, uh, pre-smartphones and smart TVs. Dude, I was very, very much into hand-to-hand -hand grassroots marketing. And I made it a point to always go out to places, bars, restaurants, games. I was hosting parties. I was creating and did create and still have what we call the great friends, which is all of my people that are part of the community. And by the way, expanding as people are getting onto Twitter and they're following but that's how, yeah, that, that is really, um, it's kind of like, and it's a little bit, because, you know, Jim Nance, again, here's a name drop. Hello, friends. It's, um, it's, uh, it, it's, it's been a long time, dude. And, and people who are, are longtime listeners, they're like, really, Bergman, you don't know that? And, um, and you don't. 
No, I had no idea, which I don't think is a bad thing. Like, that's the great thing about radio, right, is that you're not talking at the audience. The people, the listeners are talking with – you're talking with them. They are listening and being a part of the conversation. I want everybody to be involved in every way, and I'll tell you this, that I would say that East Coast sports radio listeners prefer to still use the phone to call the show, um, whereas I believe that West Coast listeners, L.A., San Francisco, San Diego um, – especially California listeners, but I would go Seattle as well, Denver in many cases. A lot of the West Coast listeners prefer to use Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or any other social media platform um, because they're just more tech savvy. At least that's my experience. So however you want to become part of the community that we're you're driving around somewhere right now, I'm talking to you, pal. You know, that's the deal. And so Great Friends has been a long-term um, uh, term of endearment to the audience, and that's what that is. All right, now I know. All Ronnie? Right. Okay, so I have a whole checklist of things. Two, right. two small <laughs> things from today. First off, uh, which team did you say Joe Girardi was the manager of earlier, Scott? I think I said he is the uh, Seoul South Korea, um, whatever the name of their team is. That's incorrect, too, but you said he was the manager of the Rangers. In mm -hmm. fact, he is the manager of the Phillies. Aha. Uh -huh. Yeah. Um, it <laughs> When it came out of my mouth, I was like, that didn't sound right. Gosh, I, that didn't sound right. Gosh, then, that didn't sound and, right. Wait, wait, just do this for me. Where was Joe Girardi prior to the Phillies? Yankees. Okay, and then... Prior to that, he was with the Marlins? Yeah, that's where I got screwed up. That's that's where I got screwed up. I somehow got stuck on, on his last job being with the Marlins, and then for some reason it popped out of my mouth, and I said, that doesn't sound right. And so then you know what I tried to do? I tried to double down on it to see if you didn't notice. I was like, oh, I'm going to be confident about this and see if anybody's listening. You guys were. Thank you. And then, of course, you had your good pal uh, David Wells call you out for getting the Babe Ruth hat story incorrect. Got that totally wrong. I um, always thought the legend was that, that David Wells wore the Babe Ruth hat in the game where he pitched the perfect game, and he set me straight today by saying, no, I wore the hat in a completely different game you dumbass. That's pretty much what he said. And then one last thing, and I think we can bring this up in crosstalk with Mason and Ireland, which is coming up next. I think it's a mistake that you were so in the bag for Sliwa with this hot dog eating contest thing. Like, if you're trying to win hearts and minds, don't you think you want to win other ones besides Sliwa's? Let me get this straight. And I think I hear what you're saying, Brawny. Let me, let me hear. Let me, let me make sure I'm interpreting what you're saying. You're saying... That if I'm going to kiss somebody's ass at, at 710 ESPN, I should probably do it with Mason in Ireland rather than Sliwa. He's the low guy on the totem pole. Is that what you're saying? Just maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Pretty um, good advice, actually. No, I think that's actually really smart. In fact, let me just say this. Um, I do stand corrected. Okay, Joe Girardi is the manager of the Philadelphia Phillies, and I stand corrected. I believe Steve Mason did, in fact, win the hot dog competition, and I would go so far as to say, and please, you're just going to have to work with me on this, Sliwa's a cheater. I mean, Sliwa has become the Houston Astros of hot dog eating competitions, in my opinion. And now you're just kissing the ass of Steve Mason, who's going to come on next. Yeah, that's right. But you know what else? I got to see this tattoo. I, I, I want to see it. And I also want to see this hairdo that he's rocking right now. Because, you see, I tried to do what Steve is doing, which is not get my hair cut until the entire COVID quarantine thing is over. And I, I had to give in. 
I gave in. Mason has not given in. All right, here we go. Crosstalk with Mason in Ireland is right around the corner. I know it's not game day, but you can still feast like it is. Meet Church's new five-buck campfire smokehouse chicken, our fan favorite with a new campfire flavor, plus mashed potatoes and a biscuit. Church's bringing that down-home flavor. Offer valid at participating locations. Crosstalk with Mason in Ireland is next. This is Scott Kaplan on 710 ESPN. Oy vey, did, did, did I say this? Did I actually no. say this on the air? No. Hey, you know what's amazing? It is on his left pack. It is. <laughs> it's like exactly where you speculated it would be. It, it is. I mean, Mace, is he not like deadly accurate no, with location? It is on my left pack. Yeah, it is. So, Scott, do you know the backstory on this tattoo? I don't, but when I was listening to you guys yesterday, I was walking up a hill, and I was training because if Bergman really wants a piece of this, i got to be in tip-top shape. I cannot lose to this guy. There's no chance you will lose to Bergman in any athletic competition. Trust me. So I'm listening on the app last night, and I'm walking up this hill, and Sliwa is asking you two guys for your advice about how to behave, what's the etiquette, of a Zoom call. We're all learning about new technology. And Steve tells this story. And I swear to you, I am dying laughing. I'm absolutely dying laughing because I'm thinking to myself, what kind of professional puts himself in bed with his with his hairdo and no shirt and his tattoo? And as soon as I'm thinking that, Steve says, how unprofessional of me. Well, and, and Scott, this was with this call that I'm talking about when he was in bed. Now, he did not have his shirt off on the I one didn't I'm have talking my shirt. about. It, yesterday's Zoom call, I had my shirt off. But on the one we did with the Rams, he was in bed with a – he had a hat on, um, but he clearly in bed. And this was with, like, the highest levels of the Rams, like – the, oh, yeah, the, I mean, Kevin Demoff. Yeah, the COO of the Rams, like the guy in charge of marketing, and here's Mason on a Zoom call in his bed. But the tattoo thing, why did you speculate it would be on his left peck? Because that's exactly where it is. I feel like if I were going to get a tattoo on my chest, I currently don't have any tattoos, no plans. You have no I, ink, huh? No ink. You no know ink. Who has wow. a, yeah, Scott, you know who has a ton of ink is Bergman. Yeah, Bergman does. He's got Greg. How many tattoos do you have right now? Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six. Yeah. So he, Bergman is is fully inked up. And but like Mace, Bergman, does Bergman have a tramp stamp? <laughs> no, not yet. <laughs> I mean, I'm not thinking of getting a butterfly. I, can't, I think can't that's a speak good spot to that. Right there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so the story with Mason was for years. Mason said he was going to get a tattoo for years. Yep. And and but I always would say you're not you're all talk you're not going to do it, and and one day Mason goes uh, John I'm this is the year, this is the year I'm going to get a tattoo. I think I was fifty. I turned fifty. I thought and that's I, time to get. I ink. said I still don't believe you. And I told the story to my wife Lisa, who is much more of a free spirit, and she goes, you know, I've always wanted to get a tattoo. My wife had no tattoos either, and she said, do you think Mason is really going to do it? And I said, he says he is. She goes, well, I'm going to go with him because I think that if we go together. Um, it'll, it'll take keep, some of the fear out of it. Yeah, it'll keep the other one from chickening out. So my wife and one of her friends went with Mason and Mason goes and gets this full tattoo. It's fairly decent size. Mason, yeah. like, how big would you describe? First of all, describe what it is. It's, uh, it's Ganesh. So it's the Hindu elephant god. Um, and it also makes a uh, a uh, peace sign, 
Um, and it is about, uh, I'd about say the, the size of a softball or maybe a little bigger. Right? Size of a baseball, I think. Size okay. of a baseball Ganesh. sounds about right. Okay, so it's a decent size tattoo. Yeah, it's an elephant. So, uh, so, oh. so Mason does does this tattoo, and you know they're both they're both drunk. Mason's stoned. I was stoned. Um, they, Scott, this is the only way I was going to get through. It. And I swear to you, I'm not <laughs> exaggerating this story. So then it's my wife's turn to go. Yeah, my wife's tattoo is Mace. Back me up, and it's smaller than a dime. Oh, it's it is <laughs> tiny. It's like a it's like a skin colored dragonfly on her let me, baby toe. Uh, yeah. Let me guess. Let me guess where it is. You ready? Yeah. Yeah. If it's that small of a tattoo, is it behind one of her ears? No, it's it's on like where like picture yourself wearing flip flops. Yeah. So it's where the it, it's where the 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 thong goes on the flip flop. So you don't <laughs> even it. see it. You don't you even know. you don't even notice this thing, and so we both sit down at the same time, and I'm like, "All Mason, right, hey, Mason Lisa, how's it going over there?" She's joining in on his, you know, like jump off the cliff. Yeah, and and, and she, Lisa is done in five minutes, and I'm still going an hour in, <laughs> and anybody who says that a tattoo does not hurt is absolutely lying. It hurts a lot. Uh, and, and, and so, but, but Mason does have a, he's, he's significantly inked, not as much as Bergman. Bergman has a ton of ink. Yeah, Bergman does. But, but Mason's ink is, particularly Mason, if you were at, like, at the beach, your yep. ink is very prominent, for lack it's of a better word. very prominent, absolutely. Steve, let me ask you a question. Did you, prior to this tattoo, have any hair on your chest where the tattoo currently is? Uh, no, uh, I had to shave, shave it so that they could do the tattoo right. Okay, now that you've got the tattoo and the elephant is there, has the hair grown through the elephant? No, I, st- I still shave that spot. Okay, so you Just do. that one spot. Okay. The so rest of my else. hair, the rest of my chest, hair. Just in that one spot, that one little tattoo spot, no hair, no hair, and yeah. is it colorful? Uh, no, it's a uh, it's uh, gray blue. It's will gray blue. you? Will you listen? Everybody wants to see it. I'm voyeuristic. I can't help myself. <laughs> okay, you know, um, would you take a picture and tweet it? Um, I'll tell you, I'll do it. I'll do it tomorrow. I won't do it today. Why? What do you remind me tomorrow? I'll do it what, tomorrow. Why? What's the, what's, what's the hold up? Yeah. What's, why not today? I'm a friggin' mess. I haven't I haven't taken a shower today. Well, I mean, no, I'm what, like, but, but I'm wait a, a minute. Disaster. Here's, Mace, here's here's how you get around it. Have yeah. one take a picture of just the tattoo. Like, oh, of just the tattoo. Yeah. Just like not your face or anything. But I yeah, I'll do that. I'll see do the that. hair too. I want to see the whole package. You well, know what Mason I'm saying? Has, Mason has spectacular <laughs> hair. I I can only imagine what it must. Do you kind of look like Jesus now, Mace? I it's mean, a Jesus look. Yes, yeah. it is. Uh, it's long and although it's silver, it's long and yeah. silver. Uh, but I've got I've got uh, I'm growing a mullet back. The mullet <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm going to bring back. I didn't realize they made hair plugs like that. Uh, no, no, Mason's hair is is uh, luxurious to say the least. Yes, Very yes, it is. Yes, it is. Now, Steve, so you, you don't know where Joe Girardi manages? No, clearly I don't. I mean, I think I did, but I don't now. I don't think most people would would get that right. Does anybody know who the manager of the Texas Rangers is? Because I I definitely I'll be surprised if Mason doesn't get this because that was his team years ago. Okay, Mason, yeah, do you know who I, it is? They've changed managers so much. Um. I can't, I can't think of it. Uh, well, you know, most managers are now. Like, I just looked totally up Chris expendable. Woodward. He's a former Dodger uh, hitting coach. Oh, that's right. Because he wanted, everybody was saying that's where Matt Kemp would end up or Yasiel Puig. But yeah. But neither one did. Nope. 
Yeah, I didn't know. I didn't know who who that Chris Woodward. Woodward. Boy, they're getting managers are getting younger but if and we younger, had a game, aren't they? Uh, Scott, if we did a game where we just named managers until we ran out, none of us would get very far. Managers have become like the obsolete part of a baseball team because they, they don't have any they don't have any power anymore. Like the Dodger lineup is set by the front office. Dave Roberts is basically there for morale. Mace, that's accurate, isn't it? That is, that's a brutal takedown. Oh He's basically God. there for morale. But is it is it untrue? I, th- I <laughs> as I have always said, John, I believe that the modern manager collaborates with the front office to come up with a script for the game. You turn that into Dave Roberts is just there for morale. Well, because here's your idea of collaborating. If Andrew Friedman tells him, "I want Max Muncie at first, and Dave Roberts says. Yeah, I'm thinking about putting Bellinger over there today. Who plays first? Again, it's a consensus. What, what was the con- – no, it's not. It's Andrew, a consensus. It's, it's a Andrew consensus. Fried- Andrew Friedman says, here's what we're doing, and the other guys fall in line. Would and you by say, the way, uh, just a question. Would you say that Dave Roberts is to the Dodgers what Bergman is to 710? Well, Bergman's uh, not even there for morale. He yeah, hates morale? everything. Yeah, morale. He's Bergman, the opposite of yeah. morale. Bergman, oh, really? hates, opposite. Uh, Bergman hates 90% of everything. Mm-hmm. You haven't noticed that yet, Scott? Oh, no, I've noticed. I've, I've noticed actually a higher percentage, frankly. But, he hates um, everything. He yeah. hates everything. Like That's the rule with Bergman. Yeah. So, Steve, I, I, this tattoo fascinates me. I also would like to see your hair. I mean, I, I really want to just see you in your natural state. And I love the fact that you, you haven't showered. Okay, I think it's great. Well, he, Scott, he once went, he once did the show for three months without changing clothes. He wore I the did same wear the same hoodie and jeans, same every hoodie and day jeans. for three months. Yep, yep. I've gone through, I've gone through some runs like that. Yeah, no, I I don't think today's picture day. You know how when you're a kid and they at school they have picture day. Today's not picture day. Yeah, because on picture day you got to take a shower, you got to do your hair, you got to get your best shirt. Yeah, I got it. Yeah, so it's not picture day, but tomorrow can be picture day. When you have a tattoo like that, do you often go shirtless in places where you might not normally? Uh, when I'm... Repeat that question? When you go places where you would normally wear a shirt, do you all of a sudden go, you know what, I've got this tattoo. It's yeah, a piece I like of to art. show off the ink. I you like do. to show off the ink. I you absolutely do. do. You have, yeah. do you, are, you, are you insecure in any way about your physique like for me like i can't even go to the beach and take my shirt off i'm embarrassed you know no i am totally swole i'm completely swole <laughs> that's so full of crap <laughs> he, by the way how, how many what's your co, what's your weight right now mace uh 200 on the dot and what do you what did you say you were going to be at before covid hit 190 I thought you were going to 183. Oh, I was. I was going to. I was actually going to 185. <laughs> 185. Oh, yeah. My pandemic tan has been terrible. Have you gained any weight, uh, Kaplan? No, I haven't gained any weight, and I and I finally decided. You know what? I've got no discipline. I'm eating anything I want. I'm drinking anything I want. And then once I start drinking something, then I can't stop eating something. So I finally decided I'm going to go completely off carbs. I did it for like three weeks. No sugar. So is that no what carbs. keto? Say that again. Is that keto? No, I don't think it was keto. It was called discipline. It was discipline. just like, yeah, it was like, just don't eat bread. Don't eat sugar. You know, keep working out hard. And I, I started to lose like six pounds or so. And then yeah. as soon as I lost like six pounds, I'm like, okay, I need a pizza. Like right now. Right. I need a pizza. Right. You know? 
Yeah, I'm not going to come out of this. I told Ireland last week I, I am going to be uh, – I feel like Jack Nicholson at the end of The Shining. <laughs> not the beginning, like all all buttoned-up Jack Torrance. I mean, I'm, a, I'm a, absolutely at the end. Hair is shaggy, uh, wearing the same clothes all the – I mean, I'm like – I am really at the end of things, well, at but, the end of By things. the way, that puts you in the majority. I think like 95% of people well, are like well, that. And this is what my shrink said. This my shrink said. You know what the 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 thing I tell all my uh, clients right now, or my my patients, yeah, is practice self compassion. Like it's all right that you screwed this thing up. It's all right that you you think Joe Girardi manages for you, the Texas Rangers. Who is? It's all right that you think Joe Girardi manages for the oh, Texas yeah, Rangers. Oh yeah, totally fine. Totally Don't beat yourself fine. up. Don't Nobody would have ever me. even caught that. Who's going to catch that? Except Bronstein, apparently. Caught oh, it. Bronstein caught it. Oh, well, thanks a lot. Thanks, thanks, Bronstein. Yeah, just if don't beat yourself up. Over. I do right this week. It'll be that calling out Scott on the manager of the the uh, the Phillies or the Rangers um, or the Rangers. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Uh, have you Scott? guys had enough of me? You guys, done yeah. With me? You, uh, do you have fun? I'm going to tell you guys honestly. First of all, I'm sitting in my house, okay? Yep, I, right. I built this studio in my house in October of last year for podcasting. Little did I know it was going to become a radio studio. It's great. I, I'm, going to, I'm going to walk right out the door right now. It's, it's, uh, hey, I, I, I actually, feel bad that we haven't asked you, how is our guy Billy Ray doing? I know you, you're friends with him and you worked with him for a long time. How is he, is he, does he ever do stuff with you anymore? He does, but I, I listen, let me just say this, and I say this with compassion and love, I swear to God. I, I, I used to go to the Super Bowl. I would sit there on Radio Row. These old football players would come over and, and want to use the airwaves to complain about how they're not being taken care of and concussions. <laughs> yep. and, I was, and I was not a compassionate person. I was like, hey, you got rich. You got famous. You would do it all over again. Come on. Nobody cares. But then all of a sudden, when you've been working with somebody for nearly 20 years and they start to experience those changes that come along with all of those concussions uh, from 20 really? years earlier. So there may be a CTE thing. Marcellus thinks he might have CTE. It is. Uh, let me just say this. You guys both know Billy Ray well. Billy Ray yep. was the kind of guy that would say, hey, Billy Ray, tell me about the state championship game back at Texas Stadium in 1978, and he'd tell you every detail, dude, about the timing of the game, yep. the fumble, who recovered it, who scored, who came back, what the final score was. Now if you say, hey, tell me about that game. It's like, dude, I have no recollection of what no you're talking kidding. about. No yeah, so oh, kidding. Wow. Well, give, it, give it, him it our best me. when you talk to him. I'm so really sorry yeah. to hear that. Yeah, yeah great I will, guy. for sure. He great is guy. one of the all-time legends. He really is. Hey, I've got, I've got a related question. Whatever happened to Philly Billy Warndell? You know, the last time I saw him, I was in Philadelphia. This is two NFL seasons ago. Yep. The, um, the, the Eagles were playing the Raiders on like a Thursday night game. Maybe it was Christmas Eve. One of the, the second coldest game I ever broadcasted. But but I saw Philly Billy, who was who was doing spotting for the yeah. Philadelphia yeah, Eagles. Yeah, he did that for years. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, Steve, you spent a little bit of time with Philly. I did. I spent a year doing a show with him. Yeah. What a, what a character that guy is. Total character. But I'll tell you what, once you went back and, and you guys revived Mason in Ireland, you know, I hear this, this imaging. They say, oh, sports radio legend. I'm like, oh, my God, dude, these are the legends. How long have you guys been together doing this? Uh, I totally. would answer that like Billy Ray Smith. I cannot remember. No, uh, no, no. The 1994, June yeah, of 94. 94 was the first show. That is one of the sickest. And I know there were a couple of breaks along the way. Yep. But such an insane run of time to have a partnership like you guys have, dude. And it's, it's why you guys are, are where you're at. 
And it could end any minute, Scott. We're yeah, just like, riding it until like, it crashes. Right. They'll pull the carpet right out from underneath you and stab you know, in Scott, the back. You know, Scott, it's radio. Out. You know how this goes. Right. <laughs> Ride the All wave right. until it crashes. All right, Scott. Well, Scott, we'll we will, uh, we'll talk to you tomorrow. There will be a uh, quiz on uh, Major League Managers, and I will go ahead and tweet out a picture of my tattoo for you tomorrow. I look forward to it. To all of the 710 ESPN listeners, thanks for participating. Thanks for tweeting. Thanks to Amanda and Greg and Adam and Chris. Mason and Ireland, here they come. Until tomorrow, this is Scott Kaplan on 710 ESPN.